Hello everyone, thank you for coming back. You just clicked on the internet's most interesting show, The Internet Burrito, hosted by yours favorite, Manohar Achar. Hope you're all doing good, keeping yourself and the country safe by staying at home. In this brand new episode of Study the Greats, we will be diving deep into the life of one of India's most cherished scientists, Sir Chandrasekhar Venkatesha Raman, or more generally known as C.V. Raman. Now, this man is a big deal. He is the first Indian to win a Nobel Prize in Physics, awarded in 1930. So before we know more about his amazing contribution to the field of science, let us dive a little deep into his life and his childhood. So, Sir C. V. Raman was born in Trichinopalli, Madras Presidency, to Chandrasekhara Iyer and Parati Amman. He was the second of eight siblings. His father was a teacher and at the time of his birth earned only a rupees of 10 per month. Later, the family moved to then Vishakapatnam, now Vizak, where his father took up a role of a physics and mathematics professor. Now, I don't know if it is because of his father's influence or not. Mr. Raman was a child prodigy as he aced every single examination. He passed FA examination with a scholarship at the age of 13, which is equivalent to today's 12th standard. And not to forget, this was still when the Britishes ruled and crippled India. So, Sir Raman graduated out of the University of Madras with a BA degree in which he won a gold medal, well, obviously, he stood first in his batch. He later on completed his MA with the highest distinction. At age 18, he published his first scientific paper on diffraction of light in the British journal Philosophical Magazine. At 18, bro, and at that time, what was I doing when I turned 18? Yeah, I was high. Such a waste of time. Anyways, he published his second paper in the same year on surface tension of liquids. When his professional career started, though he was deeply interested in science, he appeared for the financial civil services examination. He obviously topped the examination and joined the Indian Finance Department as Assistant Accountant General. Even though his job was hectic, when he came back home, he conducted experiments during the night. He also got permission to conduct experiments in the Indian Association for the Cultivation of Science Institute, where he published an article called Newton's Rings in Polarized Lights in 1907, which became the first paper published from that institute. The thing to be noted is that all this while, he was still working his day job. Crazy, right? So, what are we doing other than our daily jobs? Hmm. Think about it. Later, he reluctantly resigned as a civil servant after a decade of service to take up a role as a Pulit professor of physics. Although his salary as a professor was half his previous job, he was excited as he could do what he loved the most, that is research. But his role as a professor was strongly objected by the members of the university, you know, especially foreign members, as Sir Raman had no PhD and had never studied abroad. In the same year, he visited Oxford 
to deliver a lecture at the Congress of Universities of the British Empire. He was by then widely known. When someone asked him about his future plans, he replied, the Nobel Prize, of course. Damn, think about it for a second. That man knew what he wanted. He had his goal set and he was confident in himself and his knowledge. I mean, it's not every day you hear people go, oh, I want a Nobel Prize. I like that, right? <laughs> and again, this was still before independence. That is what is crazy. Okay, so we now know he's brilliant. So what are his contributions to the world of science? Well, here we go. These are some of his major contributions. Firstly, he was interested in understanding the physics of musical sound. He worked out a theory of transverse vibration of bowed string instruments. He studied the wolf tone in violins and other stringed instruments and water splashes. He even experimented on mechanically played instruments. Raman was very good at violin. And his analysis of the harmonic nature of the sounds of tabla and mrudangam were the first scientific studies on Indian percussions. Next, Sir Raman experimented and proved that the blue color of the sea was not because of the mere reflection of the sky, but instead molecular diffraction determines the observed luminosity and its color, which turned out to be one of his fundamental breakthroughs. Now his biggest discovery of all, to which he won the Nobel Prize, is known as the Raman scattering or the Raman effect. Based on Compton's discovery, Compton is another scientist, uh, Compton's discovery of particle nature of light, Sir Raman conducted series of experiments on the light scattered through various liquids. He interestingly found out that scattered visible light through liquids produced unusual bars on the spectrum. To measure and photograph the particular wavelength, he invented the spectrograph. Through this, he found out that the bars laying on the scattered visible spectrum represented the material properties of the liquid. This was a huge discovery to the world of quantum physics. As at that time, someone described it as one of three major discoveries in that decade. But his work was initially questioned among the science community, but later on accepted as many found it out to be true verifying his work through experimenting. So for this, the Nobel Prize was awarded in 1930. Later, he was also awarded India's most prestigious award, Bharata Ratna. In his later years, he continued his researching and also served as the first non-British director of the Indian Institute of Science. Now, looking at his life, what can we learn from him? Well, we certainly are not looking for a Nobel Prize, unless if that's your dream. Life of Sivin Raman is an example of how life will eventually reward you and teaches you that being obsessed on your goal is most important. I mean, think about it. If you're not obsessed with your goal, then why are you doing something that you don't like and calling it life? You've got to be obsessed about what you want to achieve. But it does not mean you should not have fun in life. Having fun along with a purpose adds more meaning rather than just aimless fun. Well, I just made that quote up, pat on my back. Having said that, this is the end of another episode from the segment Study the Greats. 
I know this episode was a little heavy on science, but if you liked it, share it with all your friends. This is the Internet Burrito by Manohar Achar. Thank you, and remember, nobody has ever podcasted like this before. See you in the next episode.